What's up, SoundCloud? It's Dread. Uh, welcome to the second episode of Dread and Friends. You know, today I thought I would talk about something that's close to my heart, and uh, that happens to be collaborations. Specifically, how they helped me get to where I am today, and why they're so much fun to do, and why I recommend everybody try them. Well, first off, that ridiculous intro that you just heard was uh, done by Groovemaster and myself, so we worked together on that one. In fact, I have to give most of the credit to uh, Groovemaster for that. On top of that, it isn't even the full song. If you want to hear the full version of it, you should go to his profile and check that out. But anyway, uh, one of the things I really love about collaborations is the fact that, uh, well, especially if you're using the same program, and especially if you're using a program that is for chiptunes, most of those files are pretty small to send back and forth, and if you are using the same program, you can see exactly how the other person works, and uh, how they come up with their ideas, and you can kind of get into their head and learn a thing or two from them. And that's what I've been able to do with all the different people that I've been able to collaborate with over the years. And it's helped me become a better musician. You know, another cool thing about collaborations is that uh, you really don't have to worry about how you word constructive criticism. In fact, you don't even have to say any words at all. Uh, the neat thing about it is that uh, if you want something to go a certain way or you think maybe a certain thing could be better done, then you can just get in there and do it yourself and send it back to the other person and if they like it, it's all good. Then, of course, if they have cool ideas, they tweak it and they send it back to me and I'm always like, oh, cool, that's way better, thanks. Lastly, let's say that you get a bunch of your friends to collaborate on a song together. You know, you've got like five or six friends and they all had something to contribute. Well, you can put featuring all of them and then that pretty much guarantees that they're going to repost your song and so you've got a bunch of free reposts there and uh, if you have some friends that maybe they're a bit lower on followers and you want to help them out then you can give them the song to post first and then you can repost their work and it helps them gain followers so it's win-win for everybody and besides all of that it's a ton of fun and it's hard not to gain a little bit of a bond with people that you collaborate with and so you know you can always come to them again if you're stuck on an idea and they'll be there to help carry your song along and then it'll be a joint project but even in the event of a failed project let's say uh, well here's my take on it it's not really a failed project because you still learned things and you still have those ideas to go back to later so you can always revisit them and maybe turn them into a song later so from my point of view you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain so what are you waiting for go out there and find a like-minded musician and work together on something you'll be glad you did I know I am every single time. In fact, for the first full track that I would like to highlight today, why don't I give you another example of collaborations and their power. Here's another track that Groovemaster303 and I worked on together, and you know what, I'll just read what he says about it on SoundCloud, because I don't think I could put it any better. He says, This was originally composed with Dread back in 2011 for F Impossible, which was our first album. But while I enjoyed that version of it, it just wasn't long enough. So yesterday I decided to extend it with a few new ideas. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, remember how I said, 
it's never a failed attempt and you always have the ideas to go back to well that's a prime example and boy is it awesome but why don't I just be quiet and let the music speak for itself so here we go with Redline Full Throttle Off The Clocks Mix <laughs> should have had that for my intro, huh? Yeah, that uh, that brings back a lot of cool memories of working on F Impossible together. But uh, something that was really, I thought, kind of humorous and, and uh, enlightening about the added section is uh, Groovemaster's actual inspiration for adding it. You see, we all have uh, people that have said maybe our music isn't their cup of tea. Well, Groovemaster had run into one of those people on some forums or something, and I don't remember the the uh, whole story, but the gist of it was that he told me that he got musically angry in his words, and that last section where it goes insane, uh, that's what came of it. So he took something that could have been potentially negative, and channeled it into positive energy to make music even better. So that's a great lesson for all of us, that if we ever run into someone that maybe doesn't think much of our music or has said some negative things, well, then you can just take that and say, oh yeah, I'll show you. And that's exactly what Groovemaster did musically, and I, you know, every every time I, I talk to people and I get to know them better, I just uh, gain all the more respect for them. He could have, you know, said some harsh words back to the guy, or he could have said something about that guy's music. But no, no. He just said, okay, that's your opinion. 
fine. And then he just goes and melts everybody's face with an awesome solo. That's that's fantastic, dude. My hat's off to you. I don't think there's any better way that you can handle that. Among some of the influences that Groovemaster told me that he had for this song, even back then, were uh, Thunder Force 4 and Super Hang On, both on the Sega Genesis, which, you know, those are great influences. But here's one that I had. In fact, I was the one that actually started off that chord progression. And uh, the influence I had was from Mystic Gohan's theme in uh, Dragon Ball Z for the, you know, the early Funimation job. And uh, the composer for that was Bruce Falconer. So I want to show you just a clip of that to give you an idea of how big an influence that show had on my childhood and how it still carries over even to my later compositions. to share that little tidbit of wisdom with all of you. And you know, while we're on the subject of collaborations, why don't I, why don't I throw on one more that I was privileged to help with. Um, and this one is called Keep the Soul, and uh, it started off with my buddy Cosmo BG, which was, he was actually the other member of the first album that we did together with uh, F Impossible. So I figured, what better way to honor collaborations and what they've done for me than to honor the chip musicians, the first two chip musicians that I've ever collaborated. So why don't I just open up a tab here and read what Cosmo has to say about Keep the Soul. After all, he was the one who posted it. He says, A four-way collaboration between me, Dread, MB Tech, and Mute Kai. Here we have a soulful hip-hop jazz beat going on, complete with our new hip-hop beat samples. And I have Cosmo to thank, of course, for pointing me in the direction of those samples, as I have used them for not only my own solo projects, um, but other collaborations as well. So, in behalf of all of us, here is Keep the Soul. Let's listen.
love that track. If you're wondering uh, which part had to do with me, well, that was mostly the piano. Uh, the piano chords in the background, that was mostly me. And uh, I believe I tweaked a few notes here and there with different parts, but really not that much. I mean, all these musicians are great, and you should follow all of them, because, well, what more proof is there? Listen to that one. I had just a small part of it, and it, was, and it was a fantastic tune, so I just had to share it. If that doesn't convince you that you should collaborate with more musicians, um, I don't know what will. <laughs> but I say we move away from that and uh, focus on some solo musicians now. But before we do that, I have a bit of cool news to share with y'all. See, uh, I've been trying to get into the indie game scene as a composer for a while now. I've I've done the album thing, and I've done the demo scene thing, but never quite landed the thing where I get to be the composer for the video game. I do have Project Y, but that hasn't come out yet. I think it's getting closer, by the way. But, um... Here's like my first kind of solo breakout thing that's coming up. It's a game for Android, and it's called Pixwing. And uh, I'm going to be the composer for that. In fact, I sent them some different demo tracks, and they really liked City Lights. And they said they wanted to use that for an upcoming trailer for their game, so I'm really excited. And, uh, in fact, that's a perfect segue into this next track because my buddy Nucleus actually uh, sampled my track City Lights just recently made a cool uh, hip-hop beat out of it and maybe he doesn't know that he's helping me celebrate my breakout role but he totally is and he called his track Lullaby and I think it's really cool how he flipped the track in fact I almost wouldn't even know that it was my track in the first place, and that's how good he is with sample manipulation. So let's give that a, a listen.
Dude, that's crazy. It's so different from how my song sounds. I could get lost in that for hours. That's hypnotic. I added the fade out because it's uh, just a cool loop and I could almost go on indefinitely. So I hope you don't mind me adding the fade out. But uh, yeah, I just had to share that because how cool. If you want a little refresher on how my original sounds, just to see how crazy it is that he was able to flip it. I'll give you just a, a small sample. Since I've already put it up on SoundCloud, I don't want to do a repeat thing, but here, listen to this. So, yeah. I don't know how you did that, dude, but that that was crazy. Uh, keep up the good work. Speaking of uh, the music that my friends and I make, I have to give uh, Cosmo, BG, and by extension myself a hearty pat on the back because uh, at Micro Collective, um, Keep the Soul is actually first, and my my solo tune Soul Fist is second. But uh, that's not what I'm going to talk about next. I'm going to talk about the uh, song that got third. And in my humble opinion, I think maybe that song should have gotten first, and we should have gotten second and third, because I think it's that good. It's a song by Tilda. I hope I'm saying that right. And um, this person has made a song that sounds a bit like something by Hudson Soft, maybe? Maybe a Bomberman tune mixed with a few modern twists? I I'm not really sure. I, it's hard for me to describe, but I, I keep coming back to it. And I thought I would share that one with you guys, too. So let's listen to Get Wrecked by Tilda. <laughs>
man, that song is so happy. <laughs> Puts a big smile on my face, man. That's great. You know, I was going to wrap up this episode here, but I thought, nah, let's do something a little different this time. Um, you know, I was thinking about... Uh, you guys remember 8-Bit Collective. Um, for those of you that don't remember, it was like a huge form where there was like 30,000 plus people all submitting chip music at the same time and like trying to get to the top of the charts. It, it was crazy. It was a big mess, but it was a big awesome mess. And uh, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say, you know, I was sad to see it go when it was taken down. Uh, back then, I remember I uh, had just kind of left the OC remix scene, and I decided, you know, I'm going to go more lo-fi, I'm going to try this chip thing out, and nobody knew who I was, really. I mean, maybe a few people knew because of Overclocked Remix, but, I mean, basically I wasn't getting, you know, high marks on the charts for a long time, and s until this one time where uh, I started getting into one-bit music. <laughs> At that time, like, nobody was doing one-bit music, and I, I grabbed this tracker called Beepola, and it was pretty easy to use, and, you know, everybody else was doing, like, LSDJ or Nintendo or something, you know, but nobody was tackling, you know, ZX Spectrum, and so I thought, well, maybe this will be my ticket to kind of climb up there, um, but I never really expected the reaction I got this one time. <laughs> you know, I'd made this uh, one tune called One Bit City, and if any of you guys were around when that one hit the charts, uh, you'll remember this. But for those that don't, basically what happened is I made this one bit, one minute song, and it shot all the way up to number one. I'd never had a song since then that has done that well. Um, it was insane, like... I started off with, I think, uh, I got number one the first week with like 56 likes or something like that, and it stayed on the charts for a few weeks, and by the time it finally like started climbing down, it was like 170 something. I don't even know what the heck was going on, but that was crazy, and uh, I'm just like kind of sharing that with you guys because I want to know if you guys have any fond memories of... Um, 8-bit collective and, and what they are because I'd really love to you know hear that in the comments section because I think that'd be awesome to kind of re reminisce about those times and for any of you that uh, want to know what the song was like it's it's on my SoundCloud but it's at the like the very bottom or close to it so I'll just put that here because the song is so short it's not gonna take up very much time here but, uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, actually, it was originally called Lo-Fi City, but when I put it up on uh, 8-Bit Collective, I changed it to 1-Bit City so that it would, you know, everybody would know what I used. But, yeah, here it is. <laughs>
cool song, right? I mean, not bad, especially considering one bit. But uh, I have no idea how it got that popular. That that was ridiculous. But anyway, like I said, I'd love to hear what you guys remember about 8-Bit uh, uh, Collective. Uh, how about the time when Steady C and the Reactionary had some sort of ridiculous hip-hop battle and they kept posting... Uh, you know, they kept posting tracks trying to diss each other, and it was it was hilarious. And I think Steady C totally uh, dominated that one. And then here I come with a, a kind of a parody of them both, like, trying to be stupidly ironic. <laughs> I made this song about uh, how chip-hop was terrible, but yet I was making a chip-hop tune myself. And of course, as you guys all now know, I don't think chip hop is terrible at all, and I make it a lot. So, yeah, I, like I had ridiculous lyrics and everything, and I was reading it in kind of a monotone Ben Stein voice. I wish I still had that. It's it's so bad, it's kind of good. In fact, like I think I got like ninth or tenth on the charts with it, where like Steady C was like number one, and then the reactionary, like the poor guy, he got like a couple of likes, but he was barely like nobody hardly pay attention to the poor guy and I, <laughs> he like tried to come back as the black cloud or something and I don't know internet what are you gonna do and there was this other time where I was at a friend's house and I was like hey uh can I check 8-bit collective to see what kind of tracks are on today he was like sure whatever he's like wasn't really super into chip music at the time but he wasn't like against it either so he's like yeah sure so uh, I opened up 8-Bit Collective and I see this track and it's called Cheetah Min 3D and I just start laughing hysterically because well if any of you have seen that angry video game nerd video where uh, <laughs> you know he plays Action 52 and he's getting all yeah well you know how he is so that's like pretty much the first thing that came to mind and I was gasping for air because I was I was thinking about you know Cheetah Men mixed with like Bubsy 3D which would have been like the worst <laughs> the worst video game ever and you know I was just kind of thinking what kind of music could this possibly have and you know after I'd finally like you know gotten gotten myself stabilized and you know showed my friend the angry video game nerd uh, video and kind of explained why it was so funny to me. Then we finally clicked on the music and it was amazing. Guess who it was by? It was it was none other than Coda, which we know that he's a master. And even then he was ridiculously good. It, it sounds like some kind of hyperactive Konami music. I, I don't even know, but it was... That was amazing. I just started laughing again, but I was like laughing because of how misleading that title was. And then, you know, to listen to that music and just be like blown away. Man. So yeah. <laughs> you know what? In fact, I'm going to play that track too because it's it's just too good not to. I mean, here's a blast from the past from Coda. <laughs> Cheetah in 3D. <laughs>
I love it. I absolutely love that tune. You know, just like uh, my last episode, this time I think I will also end with a classic track from the Game Boy Color. Except this time, it'll be a track from a little-known game called Project S11. Uh, the soundtrack was by two guys, and I can't pronounce their names for the life of me, so I'll just... Um, go by their demo scene names back when they were doing that. And the one guy you would know better as Purple Motion, and the other one was Heartbeat. So let's listen to Project S11's Ekans Desert for the Game Boy Color made in 2001. <laughs>
it's amazing. I don't know about you guys, but to me that rivals anything that uh, us chip musicians are doing now. And that was years ago, and they were pushing things back then. You know, that just amazes me. You know, usually at this time I'd do a little segment on uh, what can we learn from this music from the past, but I don't think I need to. I think it's pretty self-explanatory how revolutionary music like this for a Game Boy game is. So with that, I think I'll just wrap it up here. Thanks again, guys, for listening to such a long post. I know that this is kind of a ridiculous length, but if you like what you heard and you want this to continue, please let me know in the comments, and if there's things that I can improve, um, I'm always open to criticism, you know, as long as it's constructive. Um, but yeah, I think that'll, that'll do it. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you.